All right. What's up, everybody? We're back. It's that time again. There is a Marvel show uh, going, and that means the podcast is back in full swing. We are going to be talking about Secret Invasion. We're going to be talking about what a badass Samuel L. Jackson is. Uh, we might have some dissenting opinions this episode. We'll what? see. And we are bringing back a quick round of news because there's a lot going on. So we're going to be talking about uh, all the uh, normal stuff that you love in this here episode of the Infinity Watch Podcast. Sorry. I'm always so sad that we don't get to hear our song when we're recording. I know. I got to figure it out. Now that I got this beefy computer, I think I could probably do it pretty easily. Um, so I got to figure it out. I know a lot of other podcasts just do it like, do it live. And we got to do that too. Well, man, that was the longest podcast holdout I've ever heard in my entire existence. I don't know what came over me. I just felt like uh, I felt like the energy was a little low. It's early. We're sure recording is. this early in the morning, and I just felt like I needed to do something to get the get the energy going, get the people going. Well, it's either hold out a word really long or do copious amounts of drugs. And so, hey, why not both? There you go. Boom. <laughs> well, welcome to the Infinity Watch Podcast. My name is Tommy, and I'm here with my sober co-host Eric. Unfortunately. Maybe. Maybe? No, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who knows? And we are here to talk about <laughs> Secret Invasion. Um, after a seemingly, I don't know, beginning of the year drought, I suppose we've had we've had a couple episodes to talk about. We're only in episode six, and we're about halfway through the year, which is kind of crazy. Um, so for the next six weeks, we'll be going through Secret Invasion until the next inevitable movie slash show pops up, which. Who even knows when that's going to be at this point? Yeah, not me. That's for sure. But I do know Blade's never happening. It's Just want to get that on the record every episode we can. Man, I can't wait for that episode because it's going to eventually happen. And you're just going to hate it, which yeah, is going to make it I know, even I better. Know, I oh. know. There's no way it's going to be anything like the Wesley Snipes Blade, which is like... The reason I like Blade is because of those movies, not the other way around. So, yeah, it's going to suck, unfortunately. But I'm I'm starting to mentally prepare. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there, buddy. I'll, I'll, I'll be there for you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, before we jump <laughs> in to Secret Invasion, we got a bunch of little things to talk about. We're going to go through what I now call hyper news because I don't like talking about the news for too long. Um. I read this I read this title and I was like this is great. It just said The Flash wanted Christian Bale to make a cameo appearance but he repeatedly refused. <laughs> Shout out to Christian Bale, correct decision. <laughs> Christian Bale was like I'm not going to be in your mid-ass movie. Peace. <laughs> but then again, he was also in Thor: Love and Thunder 
but not one part yeah. of that was his fault yeah. was that it was bad yeah i feel like if they showed him more it would have been a better movie but agreed so i just got a good shekel out of that because i was like he probably made the right choice yeah good for um him. so there's a bunch of rumors coming out for who the next superman is going to be in superman legacy and it seems like a lot of people are saying the same name i have no idea who the fuck this guy is his name is david corin sweat what which sounds the, like corn sweat i that's all i you just said the same thing twice corn sweat corn okay sweat, c-o-r-e-n-s-w-e-t if you google him he looks like superman i don't know yeah, he indeed looks like a big lump with knobs can i just say yeah like <laughs> if he your has name the is juice. If your name is Corn Sweat, I know it's not probably supposed to be said that way, but <laughs> damn, he's about to become Clark Kent of Smallville, Kansas, and his last name is Corn Sweat. It kind of oh, makes boy. sense. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that, I guess. I don't Can, know. Uh, like, I understand that the whole point of Superman is he's the most generic, ripped white guy you could ever get. But, like, the, th- the last three super... It's Brandon Routh, Henry Cavill, and this guy yeah. are all 100% interchangeable human beings with zero defining features. Like, and th- they're all, like, hotties. I'm not saying they're, like, unattractive. Or, or, or it's just, like... I'm kind of sick of this a little bit. Like, can can we? You want get some variation super- or something? Huh? Yeah, and not even, not even, like, just somebody who doesn't look exactly the same. Yeah, like this is this is like creeping me out a little bit. I guess I don't mind it as much because here's my hot take that people aren't gonna like. I don't think there's been a good modern interpretation of Superman yet. Yeah, you're probably right. And so, I'm well, just at like, least not me, live action. Yeah, live action. That's absolutely, absolutely live, live action. Um, like since Christopher Reeve, I just haven't haven't really felt it too much. And I thought that um, uh, Henry Cavill, like he looked fine and stuff. Yeah, like that. Yeah, abso- like, for sure. This guy does too, but it's just the source material just didn't really do it. So yeah. I don't know. Also, uh, we should say I I know. That actually, that Superman and Lois show is pretty popular, and I hear that guy is pretty good. And I would say that he is a a less generic looking, like uh, like he doesn't look like he came straight out of an AI. Yeah, but and and I feel like this guy TV does Henry Cavill Superman. does. Yeah, yeah, but it, but that's interesting. Like he has something about his face that's like, oh, that's an interesting looking person. It's not just an AI generation. Lewis and Clark. I'm looking at the pictures of him again. You'll know him immediately. I can't think of his name. Yeah, but, uh, I recognize him. I also thought that, um, even though I don't count it, that uh, the guy from Smallville, I thought he was a really good choice. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, he's got kind of an interesting look, too. He's got those like, like very piercing eyes, which I know in the comics is kind of a Superman thing, but less so for, I mean, again, Henry Cavill, gorgeous man doesn't really have like piercing blue eyes though i would say can i just say though that if we can never do a show slash movie slash whatever again where 
They just blue ball us with just little hints and nods all the way to the very end. And then you just like see like an outfit and then it's over. Yeah. I hate that shit so much. Because at the very end of Smallville, all you got was yep. Tom Welling <laughs> opening up his shirt and he's wearing Brandon Rouse <laughs> Superman suit because they couldn't even afford to get their own. Crazy. Yeah. And then you had to just read the comic books after after that to see what he was up to <sighs> as actual Superman. That was one of my big frustrations about Daredevil is the first season. You just had to like wait until the very end to get oh, him in Oh, the suit. worst. Like, yeah, the worst. I don't need to watch a season-long origin story. Just get on with it, man. Yep. But we'll move on. Um, I thought this was weird. It has now been confirmed that there are at least two different versions of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse being yeah. played in theaters right now. Like, wh- what? I don't understand this at all. Some people posted on Twitter the same scene begin uh, that has Miguel in it talking to like his little AI yes, lady, Lila, and they're different scenes. But I guess I don't, I don't know. I don't really understand the thought process here. It's well, the difference is super minor. Basically, Lila just has an additional animation where she like takes a selfie with Miguel because she's. If anybody doesn't remember. This is, I guess, mild spoiler. Not really, though. But she's, like, uh, glitching around. Um, M- Miguel's trying to tell her to do something, and she's, like, glitching around him, trying to mess with him. Uh, and eventually she's like, ha, just kidding. I already did it. <laughs> and uh, in one version, she takes a selfie with him, and in the other one, she doesn't. And I would say, I think the reason for this is... Um, I guess probably one just for funsies. Animators probably got bored, but two to get people to go back to see it again to try to see all the versions. Interesting. For yeah, sure. I was like, "Is this?" I wonder if it was just a mistake. I don't know. No, I no no chance it's a mistake. I think. All right, so let's see. Spider-Man across the spider. It's made over half a bill so far. Nice, so pretty good. Deserves more. I mean, it's, that is good, but it, it but goddamn, what a great movie. I think it it's beyond their expectations for sure. Um, it probably would have earned a lot more, but right now you have that new Wes Anderson movie came out. The Flash came out. You got a Pixar movie. You got um, what else was there? There's something else that came out. Transformers. That was a big one too. That came out as well. And so it's like it's been a very busy time in the theaters. And I think next week is Indiana Jones: Dial of Destiny. Okay. And so it's just like. Summer Hollywood time is yeah. happening. Um, but yeah, what what a great fucking movie. Did you see uh, one of the animators came out and was like, there is absolutely zero chance that part three comes out <laughs> next year. Yeah. yeah. It's like, was, we haven't even started on it, basically. <laughs> that was one of the articles is, is how basically there's all of these allegations of poor working conditions for this movie yeah yeah and how uh one of the directors i can't remember which one of the two or writers like basically is unable to conceptualize like in like a pre-visualization stage like if they don't finish like the entire scene he can't like really figure out if he likes it or not and so like they'd have to keep redoing oh stuff my god over and over and over and over again so that was brutal there's an expose that vulture published about the working conditions um, and basically described as brutal for all of these visual effects artists. Um, so it says, while Miller, so this is, what is it, Chris, 
Christopher Lloyd and Phil Miller. I can't Lord, remember. Lord, Lord, Lord. Yeah, I can't remember which one. Christopher which. Lloyd. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. Um, so it says, it appears Lord was a perfectionist whose inability to conceptualize 3D animation during the early planning phases and his preference to edit fully rendered work instead caused many headaches. Um, and Amy Pascal, who's a producer, um, she she had a comment that is the most tone-deaf thing I've ever read. <laughs> she said, quote, one of the things about animation that makes it such a wonderful thing to work on is that you get to keep going until the story is right. If the story isn't right, you keep going until it is. And she said, I guess welcome to making a movie. So You can't, like, here's the, I know this is hyper news. I'll be very short here. But there's another podcast that, had, that I listened to. It's called Filthy Casual. Shout out to them. It's like a, a video game podcast. Uh, they have a very nuanced take on this very similar situation with a lot of video games with crunch where like last six months of a project, everybody's working 11 hour days, seven days a week. It's insanity. And their take was it's like it's for as just a worker. If you imagine yourself just like a normal worker, that's hell. You'd never yeah. want to work 11 days, seven days a week. But if you see yourself as. A, a creative creating something amazing then like everybody who everyone I know who is creative and has worked on their own creative projects does willingly put in stupid hours to make it the best it can be. And so sure. if it's like, if it's that I understand that perspective, but I, but I also understand there's, it's not possible that everyone at that studio would feel that way. There are going to be some people who are just like the, uh, just doing the, I don't know if this term is like, okay anymore, but just doing the bitch work. And, uh, and, and it's got to suck for those people. And, and that probably does not translate up to uh lord and miller and amy pascal they're probably like well this is uh, our our creative we're auteurs yeah <laughs> um a few things to what you just said i'm not sure bitch work was ever okay but i 100 percent agree um <laughs> yeah, no, the, the problem is, right. is that Sorry, like don't cancel me no you're good i would have said the same thing <laughs> my boss actually actually uh made a joke and referred to me as as the bitch of our team whoa oh, and like risky. and it was totally fine like in the moment but then yeah. they apologized to me about 18 times and i'm like yeah that's right <laughs> that's right you don't want to lose your job over this one because i was basically yeah. just being a secretary during a workshop one time yeah just because everyone else is unorganized as fuck oh my um, god hey by the way do you got that uh hr number boss yeah yeah <laughs> just keep oh it'll be toes. okay as long as i get that pay raise <laughs> um no but the thing is is that like amy pascal and and lord and miller all these people they're all making a lot of money you know who's yes, not making a lot exactly. of money the people yeah. doing all the fucking work yep and that's so, so true um this is this ties into what you were saying. This is an anonymous artist that worked on it. They said, quote, this production has been death by a thousand paper cuts. There's no way that movie's coming out then. Everyone's been fully focused on Across the Spider-Verse, and that barely was crossing the finish line. And now it's like, oh, yeah, now we have to do the other one. So. And it's like the other aspect is when does it become like – worth it to have created what i think is 
would pretty uncontroversially be called an animation masterpiece. It's like right, right. got to be one of the best ever. Yeah. So it's like I would agree. I don't. I don't know. I don't. It's See, t- it is. It is tough. At the same time, too, you know, look at video games that have come out and they rush them and they're half-assed. Yeah. And they basically fail or stagger along. Sometimes they pick up steam later on. But then look at, you know, the new Zelda game. And they delayed it because it wasn't ready. Yes. And they let it come out when it was ready. And yep. you don't have to put all the stress on people because you know what? You don't have to put out the movie in March. You can put out the movie whenever you want. Right. And so maybe <laughs> just chill out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Agreed. Yeah. I, I, I do want to make it super clear. Like, it's fucked up to make people work insane hours, like full stop. At least pay them like a shit ton of money if you're going to do so. Yeah. You know, but that's yeah, yeah. not the nature of the world. But um, let's move on. Speaking of crisis, seems like San Diego Comic-Con is slightly in a little bit of crisis because Lucasfilm, Netflix, Sony, HBO, Marvel, and a few more uh, big production companies will not be going. Oh, man. So... There's it's that. over. The, the, the time of conference is over. E3's dead. That kind of tells me Comic-Con's dead. Everybody's so, just doing their own conferences now. I think it's not even so much that as just like you got the writer strike going on. You got like all this stuff. It's like, what are you going to show? Because you can't really give a date. Right now, Paramount is expected to hold a panel for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Amazon okay. should be there to promote season four of the boys. And now the big question mark okay. is Warner Brothers DC. So I think that might be who is the big pull there. But I mean, compared to certain years, you're not getting your tickets value or so. Good luck. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I don't know. I've never been. So it doesn't really do much for me, but I'm kind of just like, well, all right, that sucks. There's a couple of years there where if you knew in hindsight, man, what a year to be. Yeah, go in there. But Big time. Eric, I just need you to just brace yourself for a moment. Okay, I'm braced. Bad Bunny has exited the El Muerto <laughs> film. No! <laughs> you know, let's cancel the podcast. I'm going to come over just so I can cuddle you for a little <laughs> bit. I know this is a tough time. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. Sony, the Sony was betting on this film. Yeah, yeah, they really had all their eggs in this basket. You know what the crazy part of this whole thing <laughs> is that the project, Sony says, is still in development and they're just going to recast. Dude. What is, what is wrong with you? I mean, the Craven trailer came out and they're like, let's make some more. Because everyone loves the Craven trailer. I mean, they still, like, the Morbius came out. Everybody shat on that forever. They just don't... Whoever is in charge at Sony, it's like... Their thought process is beyond baffling. Like, it's incomprehensible to a normal human being. I I don't... I I, could never understand. (laughs) I don't get it. I do not get it at all. But, uh, truly crazy. Truly, as long crazy. as they've just finished this into the Spider Verse trilogy with a good movie, that's all I need, and then I'll forgive them. 
Like until it's out, like there's always a chance it just never comes out and never happens. I think it'll absolutely <laughs> happen, but whether it's good is a whole I think it thing. will too. But yeah. Jesus Christ, Sony. Yep. All right. Um uh, last item for today. Deadpool 3 rumors. I guess Ben Affleck was reportedly spotted on the set. And there are now people questioning whether who he will return as Daredevil. Sure, fuck it. I don't I don't know what happened, but at some point my expectations for this movie became zero. I think this movie's gonna suck. Uh Damn, sadly. Really? Yeah, I just have a feeling. And it's gonna be R rated finally. Is it though? That I'm skeptical about that too. I don't think they're. I I think they're gonna wimp out. I don't think they're gonna make it R-rated. You know what I think they're gonna do? I think they're gonna put out both versions. Maybe, maybe. But they did move the date forward, which is really interesting. Yeah, that also worries me. But if I get to see Ben Affleck in that leather suit again, mm mm mm. Yeah, Ben Affleck's looking good. I, I don't know if everybody saw J-Lo was posting, like, thirst pics of Ben Affleck on her Instagram page for his birthday. And dude what a is weird couple, man. So weird, but dude is ripped as shit. I uh, drove past his old house that's that's near me yesterday. And oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. They still call it the Batcave because that's where he lived when he was filming yeah, Batman yeah. versus Superman. Dude. I don't know what idiot this was, but a Lamborghini Murcielago pulled by, like, through the subdivision as I was driving. I'm like, what are you doing driving that car here? <laughs> okay? Because you do not have enough money if you're driving it through here to have that car. Ridiculous. Or or maybe they have so much money that it doesn't matter. That's, yeah. the, that's the throwaway Lambo. <laughs> At one point for just like, you know, like when they're working on roads, like for like a stretch of like 10 feet, it'll be like dirt and rock. Have you ever yeah. seen that oh, before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so they drove the Lamborghini over that. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. One of these rocks is going to just cause that entire thing to bottom out. Yeah, for for anybody who doesn't know or is maybe new to the podcast, we live in Michigan, the Metro Detroit area, and like I'm sure every state is like we have the worst road construction. Listen, motherfucker, it doesn't hold a candle to Michigan's constant, never-ending road construction. It's insane. Google it. It's insane. It's fucking insane. Uh, you've never, ever seen worse roads in your entire life than... uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and start our decisiveness and say that I don't mind it. You don't mind the road construction? I don't mind them actually fixing shit. It's just waiting until it's done that pisses me off. I wouldn't mind it if it if it fixed them for longer than a year and a half. Yeah, that's true. Or I wouldn't mind it if they didn't spend, uh, you know... Eight figures uh, rebuilding an entire miles long stretch of road, and then a year later realized, oopsies, we used the wrong cement. Now yeah. we got to do it all oh, again. Man, that was which is brutal. a real thing that happened in the state of Michigan. You fucking inept cunts. Get it right, Boom. Jesus Christ. Wow, it's Eric, crazy. Eric's house is heating up to 120 degrees right now. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, this is something that as a Michigander, you have to think about. You can't not think about it. 
and it's uh, infuriating. Yeah, it's fucking infuriating. It's tough. It's tough with the weather, and we use salt on the roads, and so it's yep. just like pothole city. Yep, yep. But yep. Uh, hey, you know, there's nothing like driving down a road, and then it feels like you've traveled in time to like Karachi, and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're just bumping all over the place. It's great. <sighs> wonderful all right take a deep breath i know you're still thinking about the bad bunny stuff which is yeah that's upset. true that's true that just put me in a bad mood too many triggers <laughs> in a row for eric all right let's jump right into it secret invasion series yeah. premiere yeah <sighs> okay just jump right in yeah full spoilers for this episode I've been trying to get better about saying that. I think I think uh, we've been doing pretty good lately. Yeah, and but, also if you're upset, then uh, you know. Yeah, I don't care. Cry, yell, yell at us on Twitter. We can use yeah. the engagement. Yeah, seriously. Let me know. <laughs> Let me know you're upset because good. Um. <laughs> all right, so we're in Moscow, which yeah. is really just London. I think it's definitely not Moscow, right? I don't know. It looked a little not Moscow uh, to me. But they just make it a little dark and a little shittier and they're like boom, Moscow. Yeah, I mean I thought it was I thought it looked decent. It doesn't have, you know, when you're in Mexico they just put that yellow filter on. <laughs> yeah, what, they put the breaking bad filter. What is what is the Moscow <laughs> filter? Just like some garbage on the street or something. It's like some garbage on the street and instead of like a yellowish filter, it's more of like a bluish greenish filter. Yep. Oh man, Hollywood's weird. Yeah, it um, is. <laughs> so the opening episode was actually what they had showed us previously, like uh, like the first four minutes or so. And it shows Agent Ross talking to another CIA agent, Prescott, who has the most gravelly, like, movie trailer voice <laughs> ever, yeah. dude. Like, it does not sound Imagine real. Imagine a world where you can't trust anything. Everyone is a scroll. <laughs> yeah. And so basically he did the scene from It's Always Sunny where he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's tying the line, the little red Pepe the, Sylvia. Yep. Exactly. So he basically has come up with this theory that scroll rebels are trying to incite a war between Russia and the United States. Um Scrolls, you're a little late. It's been going on for a decade or so. <laughs> so I don't know what you need to do because, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this little thing called the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. <laughs> the Cold so War has been going on ago. since, yeah. you know, 19 what? Um, <laughs> and so he figured out all this stuff um, and thinks that these terrorist groups that are like doing these terrorist attacks across the world are actually one group, and it's just the scrolls trying to incite conflict. Um, the entire time I was distracted by his voice, I'm not going to lie. Oh, uh, that's interesting. I, I really didn't notice it. You are 100% right, but in the moment, I, it didn't bother me. <laughs> it's really funny. Just it, it was like one of those instances where you finally see someone that you listen to on the radio a whole bunch, and so like you heard his voice first, I think. And you saw him, and I'm like, wow, that's not what I expected. I did think it was a narrator. I didn't expect it to be, like, a character in the, like, that was giving a monologue to another character. Right. And um, and so this is where we find out, I'm trying to remember how they reveal it, that 
what is it that Ross is a scroll, right? Yeah, well, that version it was at least right, and so he ends up killing this guy, and Maria Hill shows up to like assist, discovers he's a scroll, and then calls Nick Fury, and it's like, yo. The scrolls are here. He's apparently been, just been chilling. We never really found out what he was doing up there with the scrolls. We only ever saw him in what? Spider-Man Far From Home in the after credit scene? Yeah. Was that him for sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. I that mean, that's the thing him. is we that don't know who him. anyone is well, anymore that's true. at all. That's true. That's true. So, um, and so the one thing that I didn't like about this opening scene is that, um, there's a chase, basically Ross runs away, and then there's a chase with like another person, and I, it, it ends up being Talos, right? Yep. But it but he's in a different person's form for a while. And I just couldn't break away. I don't know if it was the direction of the scene, but it just kind of felt like two friends slowly jogging and playing tag to me. Okay. But I think it was just the way it was shot just didn't work for me. I'm used to like um, when you see like a born identity movie and they're running and chasing each other. I feel like they're like, holy shit, like that dude's actually trying to kill this other dude. And it's like balls to the wall chase. And this just felt like they were like, well, let's not run too fast because we got to do a few takes of this. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't get I mean, I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't argue it on it, but I did not. It, it didn't hit me that way. And in fact, this might be a little crazy. I avoided saying this to you. We briefly talked about our thoughts about this uh, via text message off the pod. And I briefly thought about saying this feels like the MCU version of the Bourne movies. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely the vibe, right? The yeah. modern spy type thing. And so this should be like right up my alley because that's my shit. Um. But we'll we'll get there. We'll get there for sure. Yeah, I I to give a little uh, a, a little sneak preview of our thoughts. I think maybe I'm in a, a better position there because while I enjoy that kind of stuff, I'm not nearly as uh, knowledgeable about it as as you are like i just kind of have a very like yeah born identity's cool and that's it i've maybe seen it one time so like i don't have expectations of like how to do this like the best of the best of the best of the best way um yeah that's that's probably influencing my distaste for a lot of stuff because i've yeah i've just ingested a lot of spy content (laughs) yeah you're you're like for anybody who doesn't know tommy's like the the spy fucking master just yep. constant spy and detective shit uh, in your life all the time it feels like you don't want to know how many <laughs> cameras i got in your house oh i mean i i believe it that's probably looking at me right now that's right <laughs> should probably take a shower later um <laughs> all right so <laughs> what if, i gotta get back on track now um, okay what what did you think of the AI intro? Okay, so well, a lot of uh, discourse on this online. Why I'm do gonna people go, care so much? You know, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> here's the thing: people care so much. I've thought about this so much because this is the new hot controversy of AI art is destroying creativity and displacing artists. 
fucking whatever, 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 whatever. So I've been, both Tommy and I have been uh, musicians and creatives for the majority of our lives, right? Mm -hmm. So we are very familiar with new technologies coming out, particularly uh, for music. And every couple of years, there will be this big controversy about whatever new technology is destroying art and destroying creativity and whatever the fuck. And, and, and this has also been happening since way before we were even born. I mean, music used to be made on fucking tapes. Like, if you're not recording on tape, it's not even real. Exactly. It's not real. It's too easy. You lost the artistry. It's all bullshit. AI is fine. If you aren't good enough to compete with an AI, that's a skill issue, buddy. Like, that's not the problem of new technology. You just need to then be better. Like, if you're that scared of AI taking your job, you're probably not very good at it. Like, in terms of speaking solely about creative endeavors, obviously there are some things that an AI is just going to always be faster and better at a person. I personally don't believe any creative thing is going to be that. And so far, we've never gotten even fucking close. And to bring it back around to this particular uh, title sequence, this is not like... This AI, it's not like somebody typed into chat GPT, <laughs> make the fucking intro, and it did, and they were like, sick. Right. Like, there was There was clearly a lot of human interaction in this, and a lot of... Like, there's an art director here. A studio did this. It's not like some intern was just like, hey, boss, look what I did. And they were like, cool. Yeah. Like, I think that's, that's what people think. They think someone typed in, make an opening sequence for this girl. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. So anyways, the, and the whole point of this was because they wanted something a little bit alien. Now, I'm sure a big part of it was like they wanted to do like they wanted to stir up a little controversy. They wanted to do the new hot thing, which uh, totally get it. But like for me, it's like I watched this uh, episode just in for anybody who knows what I'm talking about here. Just the perfect amount of stoned like there you go. It, 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 and, and it was it was ideal. Like it wasn't so stoned where like you see past like, oh, these are just people acting silly. Like it wasn't that level. Oh, so it was like it That's was perfect. Worst. I was just I was just into it. And it was perfect. And it really this intro really got me thinking about exactly what the director then came out later and claimed that they wanted it to make people think about or just like, whoa, this is so interesting. Like this is a, a non-human form of intelligence i mean what we call ai right now is not true artificial intelligence but it's it's a form of some kind of automatically generated thing that was not generated directly from a human mind even though it was curated by a human mind obviously um but i just thought it was really interesting it really got me thinking like whoa that's so that's so cool Yeah, like like thematically it fits in right with the show yeah, like it really, really worked for me. I thought the visuals looked cool. I thought the movement in them were cool. Um, I thought it was cool. I think people who are upset about this 
just don't you're not thinking on a level deep enough like this did not displace <laughs> any artists. you're not thinking you just ended there well, yeah. well no because i think people just see shit like this and just and you know maybe people are fairly, scared of what they don't understand yes yes exactly and, and they're afraid that it's gonna like ruin the world just like everybody was afraid that uh, digital recording was going to ruin music, and then they thought auto-tune was going to ruin music, and now lately sampling is ruining music, and all this shit is ruining art. And it's like, you are fucking dumb. There's never not going to be art. There's never ever going to be a situation in history where all of the art is made by an AI that's fucking just ignorant. What universe do you live in how could that ever happen it's never ever gonna happen ever i just got off the phone with nasa and they're replacing the sun with you <laughs> that's hey, this sounds like the perfect that sounds like the perfect job for me that's yet another job that an ai could never fuck with me on there you i go. guarantee an ai could never write a better catchier song than me ever and I guarantee an AI could never, ever displace all the amazing visual artists out there as well, because it's always going to be drawing from inspiration from things that were created originally by humans. And the point of art is to evolve anyway. So if art has gotten so fucking generic that it can be copied by a computer, then it's time to take it to the next level, humanity. That is not the fault of the technology. That's the fault of the creators. You should, I understand you how that start sounds. start a cult. But you should 100% start a cult. Hey, I would love to. I would love to. If I, anybody wants to be in my cult, hit me the fuck up. We will run this world in no time. Boom. I will go on the record and think, I, I do think that AI will end up setting off all the nukes and destroy all humanity. But I don't think it'll ruin art. Yeah, I th I think it's, I think there's a much better chance of that happening than it ruining art. For sure. I think if true AI ends up being a thing in our lifetime, which I think it will, yep. we will become the slaves of computers. I don't think it I, I don't think that's uh that's gonna happen. I, I think that when we're slaves together, I'm gonna be like, remember remember that whole podcast? Talking about yeah. secret invasion and No, that's fair. And they'll be that's like, fair. get back to chipping rock slave human scum. <laughs> That's fair. No, I, I wish I could remember many years ago. I watched this like hour long, like um, just some conference at like a like a college of some guy talking about AI, specifically the singularity, which if anybody doesn't know, it's when at, there will be a moment when AI gets so good that it can create a another better AI the same way the humans created the initial AI. And once an AI can create another better AI, and then that AI, obviously, since it's better, could then create another better AI, that can all happen instantaneously in, like, a day. It's basically and Age of Ultron at that point. Exactly. And then it's, like, infinitely, it becomes omnipotent, basically. I think that that is a possibility. Um, 100%. But I but the the talk I saw framed it as this is a possibility, but it's not it's probably not going to be like the end of humanity. Like it, it doesn't automatically mean 
humanity's done for. Um, it, in fact, it could be a, an immense boon to humanity, which I, I hope that's true. Hope so. But but I think it probably will likely land somewhere in the middle. Yeah, there is something to be said about you know sometimes certain things can just remain analog, and it's a lot easier to deal with. You know, you got a lot sure, of like cybersecurity sure. issues for a lot of things, and obviously a lot of things need to be connected to enable systems to work and stuff like that. But like sometimes just like a fucking lock and key and a security guard. It's just an easier thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. But All right. What were we talking about? I Marvel? don't know. I, I completely threw us off with that, that Marvel rant. podcast we, or something. We were talking about the, the credits. What did you think about the credits after I ranted for the last well, 20 you know, fucking minutes? When I first watched it, I hadn't read the article yet about it being AI. Um, I thought the credits were a bit long, but I only watch them usually once for any TV show. I don't sit through the credits usually. But I remember being like, oh, wow, that's like some pretty interesting visuals. And then it was over and I thought it was fine. And, you know, find something better to be angry about. Everyone wants to be so angry. And it's just like, just chill, man. Yeah, it'll be okay, everybody. If you find yourself like getting super pissed off about the fact that a art team used AI to help make some art, you really need to like take a step back and realize that just being angry for the sake of being angry is negatively affecting your life because this has literally no impact on you whatsoever. Absolutely. No one told you that it was AI. You wouldn't know. Yep. And you wouldn't care. Yep. And so just like, Chill out and find something that brings you joy. Agreed. That's it. That's all I have to say about it. I'll never Agreed. watch the intro again because I don't need to watch it again, but I, I thought it was cool. So, Yeah, it, it it did feel alien, which was the point. And I was and I'm kind of glad I had that context going in because I was like, whoa, this is like this is an interesting it was clearly intentionally used as a creative idea. It's not like Marvel was like, let's save some money. <laughs> like Dear it Chappie, was an effectively GPT. executed. Yeah. Let's fire yeah. seven people. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I th- I thought it was uh, an effective execution of the idea for yeah. me. Absolutely. Um. All right. So we come back to the show, and Nick Fury returns to Earth. Um. And one thing that we get throughout this episode that made me question a lot of things, and I'm a little confused, is that everyone just keeps saying how Fury hasn't been the same since the blip. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that means. Isn't he up in space the whole time? Who are these people that are just like, you haven't been the same, you've lost your step? Is Nick Fury a scroll or a life model decoy right now? I would have to say yes. Oh, see, I say no. I think old man Nick Fury is real. I think young Nick Fury is fake. Because um, the last time we saw him, who he sure as fuck didn't Nick have... Fury? I think the Fury in uh, Far From Home, like... Oh, yeah, the, absolutely. That was that was Talos, right? Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I think any Nick Fury not with the long gray beard is is fake. I think the Fury with the beard is, is real. For now. For now. He's definitely, I don't know. I don't doubt, I, I doubt that he's lost his step. I feel like Nick Fury is always putting on a show. 
100%. I think he's intentionally... I think we kind of saw that in a scene um, coming up where Nick Fury gets kidnapped and kind of has a weird... Uh, it's kind of not really tense, but it's like a relationship with some woman that seems uh, like kind of antagonistic, but they're also kind of friends. And I think Nick right. Fury was using the idea that she thinks that he's... Um, over Washed the hill, kind of. yeah, over the Maria Hill, and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, but he's clearly still still got it. I think Nick Fury is still clearly uh, in, if not his prime, definitely his uh, strategic prime. Still, I feel like the one thing about comic book Nick Fury is that you never fucking underestimate him. Exactly, yeah, ever. Exactly, that's like his whole thing. Yep. Um. But we go back to Earth, we see Nick Fury, and he meets with Talos, and man, I love Ben Mendelsohn. He's going like full Australian in this show. Yeah, and I love I, it. He's like the most soothing voice. Um, we learn that Talos has been exiled from the Skrull Council, and that his former ally Gravik has taken a leadership position with the rebels that are on Earth now. Um... And so Nick Fury decides to go walk around Moscow. He's a black dude with a bushy beard and like crazy scars on his face. Yeah. Completely normal. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, a, you know, I've never been to Russia. Is there just no black people in Russia? Is that the deal? I'm assuming. It seems like um, that's what people were saying. So I think I think that's part of it. And then I think there was a layer deeper to that reference. They referenced uh, a, a specific person who who i guess was like a famous uh political figure in russia who like like he was a a large black man who um did something some kind of controversy in russia with the government so it was like a specific thing that they were referring to but yeah I, i i do think that's part of it um he is a very unique looking dude you know, well, yeah, fucking. He, he's got that flurkin scar that yeah. is just man. If I knew that it would look like that, I'd probably let it hit me too. But his <laughs> eyes also still fucked up and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see if that gets healed. I think it, there's a chance. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, he basically walks around. But the gist of it is, is this is all a play by Fury because he gets kidnapped by MI6 agents. And is taken to meet someone he used to know named Sonia Fallsworth. Um, and she is played by um, Olivia Coleman, who is just like a fantastic actress. Uh, it was like, it was very, I don't know how to describe this. There is a, there is a John le Carre movie that is called, um, shoot, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. That came oh, yeah, out yeah. years ago. And it's a very good book, very good spy movie with Gary Oldman. But, like, it's it's kind of hard to follow. Like, who is he talking to? Like, what is going on? And that's what I felt like in this scene because it's just like, boom, he's talking to MI6. And she mentions the circus, which is, like, part of British intelligence. And I just feel like like a, a general audience member would be like, who is this? Like, who is he talking to? Like, what is going on? I don't understand. Like, we're in Russia. Why is 
be in some fancy office with British intelligence all of a sudden. It was just like, it moved really quick because I was like, who is kidnapping him? It doesn't quite make sense to me. I think that might be a function of your uh, your spy obsession. That didn't that didn't bother me at. I just figured like, yeah, makes sense. Every intelligence agency would have a base in Russia, and and then that was it for for my brain. I was like, yeah. all right, back to the. <laughs> it, it, like it didn't necessarily bother me. It was just like I was surprised that they didn't try to spoon feed it a little bit more, if that makes sense. Where it's just like I, I wonder if there's some people that don't realize that she was part of MI6. But made sense, I suppose. He did drop like a uh, he dropped a bug very easily. Yes, <laughs> you would think if you were uh, that lady that it wouldn't be that easy to just bug her office. But you know, story. Yeah, maybe. I think the implication was there was some amount of trust there, like they had some yeah. kind of working relationship in the past. Um, and also she had her guard down because she thinks that he is washed up. That's right. And he's been away from Earth for a long time. Yeah, which yeah. kind of sucks. That like we, I, I hope we get some background of what he's been doing. Uh, we will for sure, because that's like the most interesting shit to me. We saw him on top of a spaceship, and now he's just back. It's like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Well, he is not old Nick Fury in the Marvels trailer, so I think maybe the Marvels comes before this. I don't know if that's oh, been confirmed. Oh yeah, it must. Um, yeah, it must. But. Yeah, so we'll see. So Nick Fury proposes to Sonya that they have an alliance to stop Gravik from what he's doing. And she's basically just like, nah, I'm good. Uh, But he places a bug in her office so that he can eavesdrop on her and the prime minister, I guess. Um, And they use the information they provide. Him and Talos uh, locate another rebel who is some Russian name I can't quite remember Vasily something Paprishin or something like that um and there's an interesting fight here when we find out you know he's a scroll and then Talos and the scroll start fighting in the middle of their interrogation uh but Talos doesn't want bloodshed basically he's kind of a pacifist but in the middle of the fight Fury ends up shooting him just because who knows who's gonna win this fight kind of yeah well Talos was not looking good yeah uh I I did. I don't think I understood until the end that it was Talos didn't want bloodshed. I thought it was like Talos was like, this is my shit. Like, let me take care of this. Yeah. And um, and it was also kind of a pride thing. And maybe it was both. It probably was a little bit of both. Even in Captain Marvel, it's like he doesn't want the war. Right. Yeah. He just wants a home for his people. And that was always the focus. Yeah. So it seems like Captain Marvel failed to find them a home. Right that from, from that perspective <laughs> yeah sure seems that way so who knows what happened there but um at this point we end up seeing uh what the queen of the dragons amelia yeah Clark. she looked so little in this movie i don't know what it was she looked so young and so tiny i think she's always been that tiny but i think game of thrones she just has such an intentionally large presence that like and she like she's just so regal and like she played that really really well that it's weird to see her playing like a normal person who's yeah, not like regular. queen of the world <laughs> you put her in some baggy clothes and she looks like she's like 17 what's how, how old do you think she is amelia clark oh i would guess 27 wow 36 no stop 
It's crazy. Stop. Are you being serious? Yeah, 100%. 36 years old? She looks great. No. <laughs> what? 36. Oh, my God. Drop yeah. that skincare routine. She's 10 Holy years younger than you. That's crazy. shit. Wild. Holy um, shit. Did you just say 10 years younger than me? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. All right, moving on. Oh, um, man. I hope I never hit 46. Yeah. This is goals. <laughs> goals. Um, all right, so... We find out, I thought this was interesting, because I just assumed that she was going to play, like, some scroll princess or something. But we find out that she is Talos' daughter. Yeah. But she is now working for Gravik and his version of the Flag Smashers, as I keep calling it. Wait, is it? Oh, I have a question. Is she Talos' daughter, or is she, like, more, more like his ward? Is she the daughter of his ex-wife? I could because well, I, I felt that is, was a little unclear. His wife is dead. Or de- yeah, yeah. I guess ex-wife. But yeah, that's you know it's I mean. his daughter. Okay. It's his daughter, okay. Yeah. Um, and so he reunites with her, and he basically tells her that Gravik or Gravik's people killed his wife slash her mother. Um, and. This is where the show gets a little interesting because she kind of plays like double agent, triple agent. I can't quite tell um, because he talks to her and she has just acquired like dirty bombs for the Skrull rebels. Um, and after Talos tells her that Gravik killed Soren, his wife slash her mother, she basically reveals that there's plans to attack this Unity Day celebration uh, in Moscow, and that she's going to mark the bomb's locations with, like, some secret spray. Yeah. Right, so you think that she's kind of come back and she's good again. Um, and so the whole climax is this Unity Day thing that's going on in Russia. And so we have Talos, Nick Fury, and Maria Hill, and they're trying to locate these dirty bombs that are going to go off in this terrorist attack. And we find out that the backpacks that the bombs are in uh, that are marked are actually decoys and Gravik ends up detonating the bombs in the worst CGI explosions since the 60s James Bond movies. Yeah, yeah. That was the worst. uh, Well, it was interesting because I thought the best part of the episode and the worst part of the episode were like 10 seconds away from each other. Yes. Uh, Agreed. (laughs) I loved that so eventually, Fury and Maria Hill and Talos are, like, chasing down these people in the courtyard. Fury eventually catches up to Gravik, and I don't know if he, like, yells out or whatever, but Gravik, they're staring at each other from, like, across the way. And rather than have what I think everyone would assume would be the traditional, like, let's... <laughs> let's uh dump our whole plan for right. exposition purposes. Gravik just stares him down and immediately pushes the button, which I was like, oh, badass. Yep. Like, I, I just feel like that's not how it usually goes, and I really love that. And then, yeah, those fucking explosions. Well, let me tell terrible. you what I'm going to do, Nicholas. <laughs> yeah. I think the actor that plays Gravik is like a really interesting looking guy. And he seems Agreed. Like a pretty, pretty good actor. Yeah, yeah. He's very intense. Very, I could see how he would be the leader of this group. Yep. Um, he's got like a weird, like understated charisma. So so far, so I'm gonna I'm gonna explain the end of the episode. Then I'm gonna jump back a little bit. Yep. Um, 
so basically chaos starts because there's like three explosions go off in the middle of this unity day celebration and basically what happens is in the chaos maria hill is approached by nick fury but we find out it's actually just gravic disguises nick fury and the episode ends with maria hill being shot by him seemingly fatally and nick fury and talos are kind of forced to flee and abandon her because just everyone's running around like crazy because bombs are going off and the scrolls are all over the place yeah uh is she actually dead no no it's insane i think people people who think she's actually dead like come on is this your first day like they brought like, Coulson back to life after being stabbed through his chest. Yeah, she's not dead. I think I think if she here's here's my wild theory. If she is dead, I think they're going to use whatever machine they have. They showed a machine earlier in the episode where the scrolls can not only seems like the scrolls biologically can take the physical form of people and then they use technology to take their memories. Yep. I think they're going to put her in whatever machine that is and a scroll is going to absorb all of her memories and something's going to get weird where her memories are going to be it's like going to be some weird of like Maria Hill's power of will was so strong that it overtook the scroll's original memories and oh now this God. is just real Maria Hill. That's what I think is going to happen. That's the most comic book shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I think I think that's it. I think that's it. So it seems like the technology that they use, the scrolls, is very similar to what Talos was using on Captain Marvel in her movie, when they're trying to sort through her memories to try and find basically the source of the Tesseract so that he could locate his wife and all the refugees. Very similar. You got like those little lasers going into their brain, right? Because we find out that the scroll rebels are basically living in abandoned nuclear facilities in Russia because there's, first of all, there's a million of them and the radiation doesn't affect them like it does human beings. And so they're using those locations as cover and then they're kind of like kidnapping what I took to be right-wing like activist group, you know, fringe group people, uh, putting them into these machines and using them as quote-unquote shells. And so all the human being forms that they take are these kidnapped people from these fringe political groups. Um, and they said the longer that they're in their shells, the more that they kind of like become that person. Yeah. Um, and they have them all kind of hooked up to these machines there. And so um, also hand wave, we can't do everyone in scroll makeup because that's crazy, which I agree with you. It's just, there's no way that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't have a a big problem with that. And I thought that explanation was satisfying enough. That makes sense in the in the universe. If you want to if you want to if you're a warrior, I Amelia Clark drops the line of like, yeah, the warriors here stay in the in the human form be, just because it's like easier basically, which right. uh and less risky, I would assume. The only thing that I thought, like, I was fine with it as well. The only thing I thought was funny is, like, less than, like, three minutes before all of that, they're like, we need to be someplace where we can be ourselves in our own skin. And then they're like, but we stay in our shelves all the time. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I get it. But it is only a subgroup of that. I mean, you see yeah. all the kids, all the scroll kids, like playing soccer and shit. I do love uh, the idea that they're just all at abandoned nuclear facilities. That's like yeah, a, a great storyline. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. This is obviously one of six episodes, and the thing that I've noticed, and I felt the same way, obviously, when you read the original Secret Invasion comic, which the writer of this show apparently didn't, because uh, they told him not to. I don't get that shit at all. <sighs> but um, you never know who anyone is going to be, and every single scene you take with this huge grain of salt, because both or one or the other could be a scroll. Yep, yep. The only... The only downer of this whole thing is that the fun thing about the Secret Invasion comic is that all of your favorite superheroes were in it. And so you're like, is is Captain America a scroll? Like, stuff like that I think is really interesting. But in this one, I don't think we'll have anyone super big show up. Oh, I disagree. I think, I do think, I don't know who it's going to be, but I do expect there's going to be a... When I say like large cameo, I'm talking like a Haley Steinfeld or one of the newer kind of like uh, the new crop of Avengers. Right. I, th- I think somebody's going to show up and and be a scroll. I'm not sure. Actually, I think I'm going to I'm going to put this on the table as my prediction. I think it's going to be uh, Florence Pugh is going to show up. Ooh, interesting. Well, yeah, because we're in Russia. Yeah. That helps. Yeah, yeah. And it is worth noting, we saw Don Cheadle for like 30 seconds. Yeah, I wonder if he'll be back. I hope he is. So he'll probably get an Emmy for this one, just like he did last time. <laughs> what show was that? So. Well deserved. Was that Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yeah, it was Falcon and Winter Soldier. He was in it for like one scene and he got an Emmy. Not just the nomination, he won. Yeah, as he should. Crazy. Um, <laughs> and he's now the vice president. Yeah. Which is an interesting choice, I think. So... I don't know. Any last words on this one? Yeah, so I think... I think uh, I had actually a couple notes I forgot to bring up. Let me see. Hold on one second. All right. What did you get for your midlife crisis, the Avengers? That was a a good line. (laughs) Um, It was a lot. It'll be interesting to watch Gaia jump back and forth uh, because it's like, well, she's bad, and then she seemingly was good again, but then she double-crossed her own father, so she's bad. Yeah. Um, well, uh, so okay. So I took that to mean I don't think she did double cross Talos. I oh, think really? that they found out about her plan because yeah, we didn't be see her since that scene again in that episode. So I'm assuming she's in some trouble. That's my guess. I would have liked them to make the Skrull Rebels a little bit more ambiguously bad. It is like a lot. I, I like. I get what they're going after, but. Just to like be pulling terrorist attacks seems beneath them a little bit. I don't. I don't know. I. I. I'll, I don't I'm know. Reserve that. judgment until I see the rest of it. But it, yeah, it's just like yeah. I don't know. We're in Moscow. Just blowing up a Unity Day presentation. Well, I think the 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 purpose is to destabilize the governments of of the world and to try to start actual wars. And you can't start wars without violence. You know what I would um, love. I would love if there's just been a viral secret invasion marketing campaign going on for the last 20 <laughs> years. And that's why the entire world is shit. And then they're just like, just kidding. This is all a guerrilla marketing campaign oh, by man. Marvel Studios. If only. 
If only. Because that seemingly literally happened yesterday in Russia, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's some insane shit. The Wagner Group was actually just advertising for Marvel yeah, as if they the, marched towards Moscow. If the, I'm very skeptical any of that is real but uh that's a, that's for a different podcast yeah. yep <laughs> that'll be for our political talking points podcast yeah, yeah. we're fucked um <laughs> and i think the only other thing i kept seeing comments online and someone says is is maria hill dying how or why they finally bring daisy johnson into the mcu and to that i say what you're crazy yeah there's Maria Hill and Quake can both coexist. Yeah. Well, like, you can only they're, have they're one not woman. the same. Yeah. Only one shield woman allowed. Yeah. But you know what? That is actually classic Marvel fan bullshit. Oh, my God. Well, you're also That's, holding on to a character. Me. Like, when did Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. end? Right. Right. This, this show, you know, ended how many years ago? And you're still hoping that a character that very few people even understand exists. I guess it was in 2020 it ended. It, that show went on way longer Whoa. than it should have. Yeah. Seven seasons, 136 episodes. That's fucking crazy. And don't get me wrong. I fucking love Quake, and I would love yeah. for her to be in the MCU. I think it's a cool mix between a regular person with some powers, and that would be great. But I don't know. This just feels like someone just being like, when is when is Phil Coulson coming back? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on. I do think there's like I think there's a non-zero chance. I feel like Chloe Bennett is despite the fact that I don't know if she's had any really big hits, I just feels like in the Zeitgeist she's like pretty hot right now. Um just just in terms of like popularity. So I don't think it's impossible that they find a way to to bring her in. Um and she's great. Like I I think that would be great if they did. But that's certainly not a reason to kill off Maria Hill. <laughs> yeah. Like, she was, like, a star in China for so long. Yeah, yeah. But I just feel like it's just, like, in the in at least the first couple, like, the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just felt like, besides Ming-Na Wen, like, just, like, a bunch of whiteies. And then I, I finally found, like, her pop career videos from China, and I was like, man, this is crazy. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that nuts? Super interesting. <laughs> And yeah, those videos, if you've never seen, uh, search like Chloe Wang music video, because that's her born name. Um, I think it's called Uh Oh is the song by her. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> but I think she's great. I think she's awesome. Yeah, she's the best. It, it would be cool if they brought her back. But uh, but also, Marie Hill's not dead. Guaranteed. Right. Guaranteed. I, I agree, 100%. Boom. That's everything I got. Okay. Why? Well, there was one scene that I uh, that made me laugh just really hard where, and this whole episode, like, it, everybody loves Sam Jackson, obviously. I don't know of anybody who doesn't like Sam Jackson. If you're listening to this and you don't not like a, Sam Jackson, <laughs> I mean, that's just insane. But uh, he just brings such a presence. He's one of those. I think he straddles the line of like, there are some actors that like when they're in anything, you're like, they're just being themselves. Like they're, they're not um, really acting. They're just, it's a version of them. And I think Sam Jackson 
walks that line of is he brings his own swag to it, but he definitely do, like does like transform into different characters, despite the fact that he's always like motherfucker. It's it's uh he still does a really good job of like bringing that presence to like very strong individual character decisions. Um, and his presence in the show is just like, so far I've been loving, like he is so fun to watch. There's a scene where after Talos meets up with his daughter and he calls up Nick Fury and Maria Hill and he's like, hey, we got something to talk about. And they walk into the house and Talos is like, Gaia contacted me. And like, this is going to not work on audio, but like Nick Fury just kind of looks at him and just does like a lazy point, just like a my man. <laughs> and oh it is God. it is so fucking funny. Like I was I was dying laughing. And it's just like shit like that is just uh God, I just love Sam Jackson. He's just the best. He's so good. He makes he makes these choices, but despite all of those choices, you always get a certain percentage of Sam L. Jackson yes. in every character, and it's great. It's the balance. I he just strikes the balance so well, I think. Sometimes I could see like scenes with him. I don't know if it was maybe maybe one in this show, but a couple other scenes and movies he's been in with Marvel where I'm like Man, he was kind of phoning it in there, but it's still great because he's still Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. He's just got an energy. He's awesome. Also, if if you've never seen it and you just want like 20 seconds of just greatness, just search Samuel L. Jackson BET Awards 2012. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or Bees in the really Trap. Good. Samuel L. Jackson. Bees B- in the Trap. Bees in the Trap. It is. <laughs> God, what a fucking best. legend. 22 and, seconds long. And, every, and, like, look, I'm sure somebody. Every actor is a horrible person. I get it. But from what I've seen about <laughs> every Samuel actor? L. Jackson. Yeah, yes, yes. That is, I stand by that. But from what I've seen about Samuel L. Jackson, he seems like a pretty down-to-earth uh, good dude. Like, he's, uh, he's like, coming to Brie Larson's defense because n- <laughs> there's Everyone no... Everyone hates Brie Larson for some reason. It's crazy the, the undeserved you hate her Brie too, Larson so. gets. Because yeah, she's an actor. I, well, <laughs> you also hate Chloe Bennett. She's a terrible person. Yeah, That's the look, quote from this episode. I think it's one of those things. Like, I also think every big corporation is horrible and exploitative. But like, I still use an iPhone. It's like it's you true. have like it's there's true. there's certain things you have to deal with in this in this hellscape of a world that we live in. But uh, but yeah, I do think there's an element of 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 truth to that. But his public persona, at least. Seems seems very cool. I, I I will never forget what like one of the just wildest interviews I've ever seen. And I wish I could remember the actual question he asked. But like somebody just asked him like, "What's your favorite website or something?" And he just goes, "Red Tube." <laughs> oh yeah, I <laughs> remember is, that. Which is a porn website. Amazing. If anybody doesn't know, and it's just like so wild. Like whoa, this guy doesn't give a fuck. But uh, dude is yeah, I think really the... funny the actor with the highest gross across all of his projects so i mean good 
I mean, it helps when you've been a part of Star Wars and MCU. Yeah. He's in at least, what is he? was in two out of the four Avengers movies. So, yeah. Shit. Dude's a legend. Um, I'm looking through Chloe Bennett's Wikipedia page, and apparently she was cast in 2021 as Blossom Utonium in the upcoming yeah, in CW the... live action pilot of Powerpuff Girls. Yes. Um, unfortunately that had, so they shot that pilot and then they were like, this doesn't work. We're going to do it again. And then they did it again. And then they were like, actually, we're not doing this show. So that is uh, not happening anymore, man. That but I think that would have been great. I think she, that actually was like really good casting, but, uh, I think I would have loved that. I think so. I think I probably would have too, but you know, it's, it's, it scratches the right itch but she was in that show dave which is i think pretty good it's on fx okay dave is incredible and she's incredible in it um yeah everybody should watch dave i liked her a lot in agents of shield so i would love to see her she's come great back. but she's I don't, great i don't think the odds are high but i also agree with you it's non-zero it's yeah Chloe yeah awesome. i agree and i'm gonna watch her uh-oh video after this podcast <laughs> yeah yeah because man nostalgia brings me right back all right <laughs> Let's rate this bitch as we do on the Infinity Watch podcast. We rate our shows, movies, whatever it is at this point. I don't even know. But we rate it out of six Infinity Stones, unadulterated. Can't break that shit up. It's a nope. terrible scale, but we're slaves to it at this yes, point. Yes, yes, sadly. Eric, season one, episode one, Secret Invasion. What do you got? I'm. I w- uh, I say this almost every time. I wish we could break them so bad. Um, I'm gonna round up. This might be a little crazy. This is keep oh in mind. Gosh. This is purely based on my personal enjoyment. It's not necessarily oh, indicative of, of like yeah. how objectively good. But I'm gonna give this a, a five out of six. Wow. I did. I did. It's between a four and a five. I think it's like very strong four or five. Um, I really liked it. I I I really liked it. There there were things that didn't work for me, but there was a lot that did. I love Sam Jackson. I love Amelia Clark. Love Ben Mendelsohn. A lot of the stories intriguing. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm intrigued by where the story's going. I'm intrigued by the fact. I think the scrolls work a lot better than the flag smashers. I, I understand yes. their motivations a lot more. Um, I think Gravik is really interesting already. Like immediately captivating a uh, villainous presence. Um, I love that he just doesn't fuck around and is like he seems he's kind of mysterious, but uh. But also charismatic, which is tough to do, and I think he's pulling it off. Um, I yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it more than I expected it to. I, I enjoyed myself the whole way through. So I'm so I'm gonna say a five, which may be a little high, but that's hey, what I'm going with. You're entitled to your rating, my friend. <laughs> All right, I am going to give this a solid three. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, I think. I agree with you. Like a lot of the good elements were there. Um, I think where I struggled is that I could see this episode setting up a lot. So it's kind of like trying to get everything into place. And I just feel like the way it was edited and directed didn't quite do it for me. Cause I felt the clunkiness of it, I suppose a little bit. 
Okay. But at the same time, I feel like it started strong and ended strong. The middle is where yeah. it lost me a little bit. Um, and Mia and I watched it. And even she was like really struggling with it, which I was kind of surprised. Um, where she was just kind of bored and didn't really feel it until the end. Uh, which I think is kind of indicative of how I was feeling too. But I think at the same time, there's a lot of potential. I'm not going to rush to judge the series, but um, I was hoping to like it more, I suppose, than than what I did. Um, but at the same time, we'll see where it takes us. We got five more episodes to go. Hopefully it just keeps getting better because I think a lot of this episode was just kind of getting all these plot lines spun up. You know, there's a lot going on. And it always seems like... I don't know with these marvel shows ex- with the exception of like low-key almost it's it's like they're trying to rush too much or they're not doing enough and it seems very difficult for marvel studios to find the right amount of content to fit into the six episodes a lot um mm-hmm. and i think that's where my struggle is is where it's it's like sometimes they're turning a movie into six episodes just like falcon and the winter soldier or my feeling of this episode or, or a few other shows is that they're trying to do too much and they needed 10 episodes. Instead, they got six. Uh, but we'll see. I think this show has plenty of opportunity to win me back. But it, I just had a very mid reaction um, <clears throat> to the overall episode. So solid. Yeah, three. that's fair. I, I will say for me, I, I thought the, the pacing was fine for me. Um, I... Yeah, the pacing was fine for me. And then I also wanted to bring I wish we would have brought this up before ratings, but I did want to say I thought generally the look of this entire episode was really good. Like it didn't seem like it leaned on uh, the volume very much, if at all. Seemed like they were in real spaces for most of it. Yeah, I don't think they used Um, the volume on this one from what I could tell throw that shit in the trash yeah like it it was i remember when that came out everybody including me was really like oh this is really exciting technology it ruins everything no more volume like shut it down use real places yep it's really not that hard (laughs) no it's not you can do it you've been doing it forever you know yeah just figure it out yeah but but i i thought this looked really good it has the look of like the uh the spy genre of uh of the marvel movies like the captain americas and shit like that and i like that look um it looks real i don't know it's yeah, just like it's yeah. like a normal place yeah it's like a real movie wow as, as harry styles would say definitely not russia but you know you can't do that but yeah, uh yeah, yeah. Tough. i i like shooting on location in real places that's great let's yes. do more of it please uh and or perfect example yeah definitely. beautiful visuals because hey you don't have to animate them when the camera just captures it all in real life yep all right recommendations this week i'll jump in first all righty i have a joke recommendation and a real one but they're both real number one <laughs> learn to drive people <laughs> i i found that every single time i leave my house in a vehicle someone tries to kill me what is going on? I don't know if you've experienced this, but I feel like everyone's forgotten how to drive and no one uses turn signals. And if you miss your exit, you then just drive across 18 cars, almost killing everyone instead of waiting until the next one. That's my old person comment of the day. <laughs> but my recommendation, my true recommendation, which I'm very excited to announce, is that I am going to see 
the double feature of the year. I got my tickets secured. <laughs> I'm going to see Oppenheimer and then walking right out of that theater into the next one to go see Barbie. Oh, man. that Interesting uh, order you're doing. That, that is in. the only order to do. I want to experience fear-crippling anxiety as an atomic bomb explodes and then walk right into a Barbie dream house. I'm a Barbie girl. <laughs> and the entire world has exploded. We're all dying. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Oh. Um, it's going to be like six hours of bliss because Oppenheimer is like three hours long. I'm definitely going to piss my pants. It's yeah. going to be great. Um, and I found these shirts on Etsy that basically <laughs> someone someone took like the Oppenheimer logo on a shirt and then they took the Barbie logo on a shirt and then they just like <laughs> sewed it together. So one half of the shirt is literally pink and the other half is black and it says oh my god barbenheimer <laughs> and it's amazing i oh. can't wait it says it's gonna be here i think let's see it's shipped already it's gonna be here on like monday or tuesday it's gonna be amazing that's the best but yeah i can't wait barbenheimer love it i uh <clears throat> I will say this is not part of my recommendation, but um, they've been slowly trickling out the songs on the Barbie soundtrack, which and and it's a lot of like um, I, if for anybody who doesn't know, like I'm I'm like unironically a big fan of just like straight up pop music and which I know some people like think is like the devil's work, which is yep, insane sure to me, is. Yep. but um. So I so I've been really excited because there's a lot of like artists I really like uh, dropping songs for the Barbie soundtrack and one of my top 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 albums of my childhood. Uh, there was a period in my life where all I listened to was Chumbawamba, Eiffel 65, <laughs> Daft Punk, and Aqua, and it was Amazing. the album. It was the album that uh, Barbie Girl was on, and so I listened to that album a million times in my life so like i am like i'm into that song unironically i think that whole album is really good there's so many dr jones jones like uh, that whole album's incredible but um unironically like top 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 tier pop music and so there was a slight controversy where they were not going to use that song for this movie because there was some dispute between Aqua and uh, the studio. Is that, so I, is that who sings Barbie Girl? Is that Aqua? Yeah, yeah, or? it's Aqua. It's Aqua. Um, and so everybody was a little bummed. They put out the first uh, couple trailers. No Barbie Girl. Everybody's like, what the fuck? Like, that's crazy. You have to use that song. Um, then the newest trailer came out. And at the very, very, very end... You just hear the tiniest snippet of I'm a Barbie girl. And so everybody online's freaking out. They're like, what happened? Like, did they come to an agreement? How's like, how's this happening? Turns out um, they are not using the song Barbie girl, but Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice sampled the song Barbie oh girl for God. a new song. And it's just, um, now I have no I'm very pro sampling. I know a lot of people are over like the current trend of sampling 90s and early 2000s music. I'm all for it. I love 
the the art of um like manipulating nostalgia i like if if nostalgia was a drug it would be my favorite one so like i am i i love that i'm i'm for this trend however i i'm just i'm bummed to announce Despite the fact that I like both Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice, they did not do that sample justice at all. It seems like they just like whoever made that beat. I got to look up the producer, but like just seems so lazy. They didn't do anything interesting with it. And um, Aqua has like the official credit, like on the soundtrack, they credit Ice Spice, Nicki Minaj and Aqua, which they don't usually do for like samples. Like um, so like Aqua's getting their money, which is great, but they, I, I think they, they blew it a little bit and that's a bummer. And that's my story. That was a cool Damn. story, bro. As the kids say. Sure was. Sure was. <laughs> what, was there uh, a recommendation in there? Oh no. My, no, my, my like, what are we talking about? No, I was just going off, uh, off of your, uh, recommendation, but my recommendation, I guess, uh, watch Dave shows amazing and on effects. And then uh, I'm going to continue my long, long streak of recommending Star Wars books. I recently read an old Star Wars book called Outbound Flights. Um, I'm a big fan of the character of Thrawn, and I'm also a big fan of the old extended universe books before the reset. So this is not canon, but this book is basically what if Thrawn Adventures plus prequels era Obi-Wan and Anakin uh, plus the absolute insane madman of uh cracked out jedi master joris sabouth who was in the heir to the empire trilogy which is the best star wars you trilogy just call him enjoy yourself some mouth yeah yeah enjoy yourself some mouth um what a name <laughs> right up there yeah. with that uh corn guy what was his name corn, corn. sweat oh yeah yeah corn sweat yeah enjoy yourself some mouth and corn sweat <laughs> Yeah, but um, but incredible. Like I, I had read every Thrawn book other than this one, and I love every single one. Timothy Zahn is the goat Star Wars author, and this is also by Timothy Zahn. I had never read it, and I don't think I totally realized that it was just fully like a Thrawn story, but also with like a little bit of Obi Wan and Anakin, and um, a lot of that crazy Jedi Master from the Heir to the Empire trilogy, which is my favorite and objectively the best Star Wars story ever told. Um, so read that if you're interested in that and you haven't, like me. Like, I was pissed I waited so long. I was like, this is amazing. But, uh, yeah, big fan. That's my recommendation. So And also Dave. So that that extended universe book is essentially the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah 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 it's not canon but well well worth uh reading what was the name of the book again just one more time outbound flights outbound flight yeah damn there's so many star wars books i mean hundreds literally and i've I've read maybe half of them (laughs) damn that's amazing though i remember being like a little kid at the library and being like which star wars book should i read and then i was overwhelmed yeah so good yeah, I could I could tell you if anybody who like wants recommendations of like where to start because it is overwhelming. Just tell me what you like about Star Wars on our Twitter um, at Infinity Rewatch and I will tell you where to start. And uh, I promise not to steer you wrong. I have so much insider knowledge. I've got to imagine I'm in the top one percent of Star Wars book readers in the world. 
Damn. If that is not even a brag. In fact, I'm a little ashamed of it. You're but but to this I just think it's true. Right now, you got one of the penultimate world experts on Star Wars books, and then James Bond. Facts. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and we're not doing a podcast on either of those things, but we are both legitimate experts. On that each is of those so topics. true. That is actually so true. Man, I, I have I had to pull out my James Bond parlor trick on a couple of people at at recent parties of just naming all the movies in order yeah love it 27 seconds that's all i need love it all right you heard eric you want to know those books twitter at infinity rewatch or you can email us at the infinity watch podcast at gmail.com and you know i might check it i don't know (laughs) check it one of these times one of these times i'll look it up you remember what the password is, though? You know, that's the problem. Oh, fuck. What, what is it? I'll figure it out. <laughs> Hold on, let me try one more. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't got it. I forgot. We'll get there. We'll get there, you know? <laughs> it's, 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 been, uh, it's been a week. Since you looked at me. Yeah, I, I've forgotten everything <laughs> since then, so. Who even knows anymore? Oh, man. But yeah, but uh, I think, wasn't there something that we told people uh, to put in the subject line they wanted to email us? Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, that if you do want to email us, which we got to fi- we gotta check it <laughs> at some point I'll next check episode. It. I'll check next it right episode. now. I'll ch- but uh, right now, I'll check it. If you want to email us, make sure to use the subject line and the tagline of our show and our lives. Uh, I'm restraining myself from making a very cancelable joke right now, but the, but the line is fuck the billionaires. Damn. And And shout out to the shout out. I was going (laughs) to say the same thing. I'll I'll, I'll bleep that. I I can't do it. I'll bleep it. You can't do it. You know, just bleep that.